Hello and welcome to Euractiv's AgriFood Brief. I'm Gerardo Fortuna. And I'm Natasha Foote. And here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from Euractiv's AgriFood team. According to a new survey from the European consumer organisation, Buick, consumers are likely to underestimate the environmental impact of their own eating habits, despite the fact that over half of the consumers that responded to the survey said that sustainability concerns have either some or a lot of influence on their eating habits. The survey, which was conducted in 11 countries, also found that most consumers across Europe are willing to change their eating habits, but that in order to encourage people to eat more sustainably, the sustainable food choice must become easier. The report recommended various options for facilitating this, including the right price signals, improved information and more sustainable options. According to a new report released this week, nearly three quarters of the world's largest meat, fish and dairy companies have been graded as a high pandemic risk and criticised for their inability to prevent the emergence of new zoonotic diseases. The report, which was produced by FAIR, a global investor network, aims to offer insights into how the current crisis has impacted the animal protein industry, the vulnerability of the industry to future shocks, and the role that the sector plays in creating future pandemic risks. It concluded that the sector is struggling post-COVID-19, and that the pandemic could be the straw that breaks the meat industry's back. It adds that this demonstrates that intensive animal production is at serious risk of creating and spreading a future pandemic. Last week, Euractiv released a special edition of the AgriFood podcast, where we spoke to a range of policymakers and stakeholders to hear their remarks on the presentation of the highly anticipated farm-to-fork strategy, the EU's new landmark food policy. You can find the podcast on our website or via all major streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And now some news from the institutional EU bubble with lawmakers in the European Parliament's Agriculture Committee that have turned down a section of a net package proposed by the Commission for wine, fruit and vegetable producers as it was not ambitious enough to cope with disruption caused by the pandemic. MEPs gave their green light to fast-track the adoption of a set of extraordinary measures for helping these sectors but rejected another delegated act on the same topic that was submitted in urgent procedure and that has already been in operation since the the 1st of May. Parliament's concerns referred in particular to the wine sector, although the proposed delegated act would have allowed member states to introduce twice as distillation's private storage flexibilities in relation to the so-called green harvesting, which is the total destruction or removal of grape bunches while still in their immature stage. So what happens now if the parliament also rejects the delegated act by an absolute majority, the EU executive will be forced to withdraw its initial proposal and table a new one. And the commission warned about the risk of a withdrawal, saying that this money will effectively risk going unspent but at the same time the Parliament made clear that they don't want to reach the plenary stage, but rather they want the Commission to correct just a few things that could be implemented very rapidly without putting at risk the urgency of the initiative. And that's what the Italian MEP and coordinator of the socialist group, Paolo De Castro, said. And lastly, 
On Tuesday, Budget Commissioner Johannes Hahn explained to MEPs in the Parliament's Agriculture Committee the reasons behind the Commission's change of tack on the agricultural budget, which was previously earmarked for severe cuts in the cap proposal presented in June 2018, while in the updated long-term EU budget uh, proposed last week, the agricultural spending was increased by overall 9 billion, together with an additional 15 billion allocated to the Rural Development Fund in the framework of the next generation EU, which is the Commission 750 billion recovery fund. On a similar note, the Agriculture Commissioner Janusz Wojciechowski told reporters later on Tuesday that the Commission's proposal of a reinforced budget will support both farmers as guarantors of ensuring food security and the implementation of the European Green Deal, which is the EU's flagship environmental policy. But there are still some uncertainty, for instance, on how the funds in the next generation EU will be distributed, as it is a temporary framework available until the end of 2024, unspecified that payments under the EU's rescue plan can be allocated later, but the main commitments have to take place before the 2024 deadline. And the main issue is that, unlike direct payments in the CAP's first pillar, uh, rural development funds are linked to uh, multi-annual programs that require some years to be carried out. And also the EU Agriculture, Agriculture Chief, Janusz Wojciechowski, recognized that concentrating the expenditure in a short period can be a problem because the process of planning in agriculture always requires time. And at the same time, this additional amount should be spent in line with the main priorities of the environmental measures in the farm to fork strategy, but also in, in digitalization of farming. And it is still unknown how to assess this compliance with the farm to fork strategy and uh, digitalization target. Our quote of the week comes from Hans Ehring at the Parliament, and now we listen what he said. As many farmers will tell you, it's very difficult to become green when the figures on the bottom line are red. So we must use the firepower of the next uh, MFF and the next generation recovery instrument to make such uh, to make sure that uh, green becomes a viable business model for all our farmers. Now for the agri-food news from the capitals this week, starting with the UK, where more than 250,000 people have signed a petition calling for a ban on cheaply produced, low-quality food imports in post-Brexit trade deals. The petition was created by the UK National Farmers Union, who are lobbying the government to ensure that imports from countries such as the US of food produced to lower standards than expected of UK farmers should not be permitted. In Ireland, the president of the Irish Farmers Association, Tim Cullinan, has told the EU Agriculture Commissioner, Janusz Wojciechowski, that the approximate 9% cut in real value for the proposed new common agricultural policy was very concerning. He added that increasing the costs and restrictions on European farmers while cutting the cap budget is simply a contradiction that won't wash. In Poland, the Ministry of State Assets has plans to consolidate the Polish agri-food market by creating an agri-food holding company. 
a representative from the Ministry of State Assets, said that this is designed to give agricultural producers a good price for products and sell them to consumers at a low price. In Romania, Romanian farmers are asking the government and the parliament for better support for the agri-food sector, including investments to open new markets. An open letter sent by several farmers' associations notes the bad situation of Romanian agriculture due to both the coronavirus crisis and the severe drought and asks for the rapid implementation of support measures such as financial aid for vegetable producers, the creation of pig and aviary breeding farms and also state intervention to stop abuses of supermarkets. And we go to Germany where in an open letter to Agricultural Minister Julia Klöckner, a group of farmers called for a more practical fertiliser regulation seeking to make constructive proposals to be able to offer solutions ourselves. In particular, they argue that given the likely uh, drought Germany will face this summer, farmers should be allowed more freedom in determining their fertilising needs for their crops. Over 30 countries, including Spain, in coordination with the European Police Agency, Europol, have seized thousands of tons of illegal pesticides during an operation which has led to two arrests. The Croatian government amended the 2020 Agricultural Census Act, meaning the census will be conducted not in one, but in two phases. And this law aims to gather precise data on uh, Croatian agriculture. According to Italy's farmers' organization, uh, Coldiretti, the grape harvest is at serious risk this year because of the lack of uh, agricultural workforce. Every year in Italy, roughly 65,000 farm laborers work on the field during the grape harvesting season, 40% of them coming from Eastern Europe. And lastly, in the Netherlands, a court ruling prohibited the food giant Nestle from selling its plant-based burger under the incredible burger name because of the strong visual and phonetic resemblance to the EU trademark of the US company Impossible Food. But Nestle said that they're going to appeal this ban. On our radar, uh, this week the European Commission published a roadmap for the evaluation of the EU legislation on the sustainable use of pesticides and an inception impact assessment for the possible revision of this legislation. Uh, citizens, experts and stakeholders are invited to share their ideas and suggestions until the 7th of August to feed into the work on the legislative revision. And next week, on the 8th of June, there will be a video conference for agriculture and fisheries ministers, while on the 11th of June, there will be the next agri-committee uh, meetings, which will take place in Brussels by a video conference. This week, the podcast was produced by Euractiv's agri-food news team, Giovanna Fortuna and Natasha Foote, with technical support from Malte Kettleson and Mike Ball. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so that you don't miss the latest agricultural news in the EU. I'm Natasha Foote. Thanks for listening. See you next week.